0: Welcome to another episode of the Pirate Monk Podcast, coming to you from our brand new uh, Studio A home. Yeah, nice and clear. Fly yeah. by West Music Studios in Brentwood, Tennessee.
1: Man, is this slick. No room echo. A man said Aaron Porter.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, see, I, I gotta tell you, I have a whole
3: episode waiting to go up. The one with uh, with Mark Case, Part 2 Uncertainty, but the audio is so bad, and the more I edited to work it out, the worse it sounded. Yeah. Mondo knows how this can happen when you over-edit something yeah. to try to get it clear, yeah. Yeah. but it's just bad to begin with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes so, when I'm it's bad, so you let you guys it be are bad. There. Yeah. <laughs> when, we're, when we're really desperate someday, yeah. we will put that episode up, Yeah.
0: Uh, but we'll give you a couple good audio versions first. Yeah. But yeah, isn't this great? I, I want to hear some reaction from the listeners to the uh, to the n- new sound quality here. Uh, it's uh, it's it's sounding. I I, I expect it's going to sound better, or, as as good as it sounded since the days when we were smelling pizza while the, recording the room. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're no longer high above the mellow mushroom. No. Nope. We're now out among the pastures. Yes. And uh, the swimming pools of and Brentwood, and the, and the Tennessee. Chi- and the
1: Chick-fil-A cows, yes. Yeah.
3: So <laughs> <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> the Chick-fil-A cows. This yeah. is a reference that's I do a, not understand. That's
1: a southern thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah I guess. I so. This, uh-huh. is, this yeah. is
3: where they keep their cows in yeah. Brentwood? Yeah.
1: No. Well, you know, we're kind of like a Nolensville-Brentwood-esque yeah. kind of morph. Yeah, it's yeah. A, but it's cool. It's really beautiful back here. and. Uh, He's got a great property and uh, 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 yeah, it's really nice, man. Really nice studio, really nice grounds, house, everything's good. Yeah. So new well, digs. How's, been, how's life been
3: treating you, Southern boys?
1: Uh, really good since uh, I saw our new uh, picture on Facebook. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I I barely
1: remember that boat ride. I must have had a lot to drink that day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you did? We couldn't post all the pictures. Yeah, it it looked kind of scary like one of those pictures you see, like when you watch one of those crime shows and they find a serial killer who has pictures taped Uh together in the room. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Uh uh Yeah. You know, I thank you for your creativity. I thought that was pretty smooth, man. Yeah, nice job, yes. Aaron. Uh-huh.
3: Well, you know what, I have, I have been hired for many professional, uh, you know, edit jobs to leak photos of people. It's just something I do on the cool. side.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you release them on 4chan? Is that where this Keeps, is? Keeps the yeah. lights on. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> okay. So sorry, I interrupted with that. So how, how are we doing? How yeah. Are we doing?
0: How are you doing? How am I doing? Yeah. You know what? I'm. I'm. Just grateful to be alive. Life is good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, life is hard, and yes. life hmm. is good. Yeah. And uh, know You know, I'm I, I. On some days, I have to sit down and write my gratitude list, hmm. just hmm. to remind myself uh, that there is plenty to be grateful for. Other days, I just kind of wake up grateful. Today was one of those days, and I'm uh, happy for that. So, uh, Ali and I have enjoyed several consecutive weeks at home. Um, We've got another week before we get, start kind of this uh, travel routine again. Okay. Uh, We've had a lot of company uh I had another birthday last week. Did I say yeah. that on the
4: last show? Yeah, uh, we wish we wished you happy birthday on the last there show. There we go.
0: Uh, there we go. And did your, I tell you that I'd gone to the? getting better with age. <laughs> did I tell you that I'd gone to the Chris
4: Christopherson concert? No, 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 no. I think you That's maybe hadn't right. gone yet.
0: Oh, your birthday present, right? My birthday present, Ollie? yeah. And uh, I tell you what, old Chris, one of my heroes. I mean, I listened to him when I was in college all those years ago. Mm-hmm. Holding up pretty good for 78. Yeah? Yeah. He's nice. got some memory problems, which I identify with. <laughs> but he remembered the lyrics to his songs yeah. and played just him and a guitar and a microphone. That's to a, awesome. To a sellout crowd at the Ryman Auditorium. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. A good solid two hours. And, you know, Allie had never really listened uh, to much Chris Christopherson. She knew me and Bobby McGee, and she mm-hmm. knew Why Me Lord, and that was about it. But that man has got some.
4: Yeah, yeah, I think he wrote "Sunday Morning Coming Down." Yeah, of course he yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, of course, of course he did, Newton.
4: Well, <laughs> there's this version. There's Johnny Cash's version. I couldn't remember which was first.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the story, by the way, is uh, he wanted to get Johnny to listen to that song, and he happens to be uh, Chris Christopherson is a helicopter pilot, and he landed a helicopter on Johnny's lawn. Wow. And, and uh, yeah, handed a cassette to the security guy who gave it to Johnny. And nice. Yeah. <laughs>
3: the so,
0: security guy who ran out to right. <laughs> see who's landing a helicopter on Johnny Cash's lawn. Oh, that security guard. That's, uh, but that, that kind of entered, you know, that story entered uh, Nashville legend. Oh, speaking uh-huh. of Nashville legend, how are you doing, Mondo? <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. That's a good segue. Yes, yeah. it is. Yes, it is. I'll take it, though. Yeah. I'll take it. Uh, uh, as you said, man, life is good. It is hard. Yeah. Uh, some uh, interesting times right now, but uh, everybody's healthy. I'm healthy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, things are cool, man. Just busy. I. I'm. Uh, we'll, we'll have a mini meeting today, right? Yeah, we so will. I'll, yeah. I'll save some of this for that, but... Uh, overall, things are good um, in the process of just uh, evaluating uh, what's healthy uh, in my life yeah. and what's not.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, and sometimes there's some tough decisions Yeah, you have to make. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, uh, but it's good, though. I mean, the result of it is good. It's tough sometimes when you have to uh, make those decisions to, to, to move on. Yeah From something or someone Yeah uh, But uh, we're not talking about my marriage, by the way Everything, <laughs> everything is good on that front Hallelujah but, uh, but yeah, man So th- 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 it's cool Just, you know, keeping it going Fall's is here uh, I'm, I'm yeah. excited about that Oh, bro Yeah, I, I, like, I love the fall My favorite season
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'm not sure you guys out in California Experience a whole lot of uh, real fall But that's okay We'll take it we,
3: Yeah, we dipped down to 85 degrees this week So Oh, uh, okay well, <sighs> that's- Falls
1: upon us. Break up, break yeah. out the sweaters. <laughs> it's been a nice little San Diego weather here, you know, esque yeah. something like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it's been good, man. So yeah, overall everything's cool. What's up with you, Newton?
3: I'm just I'm still stuck uh, on what? do I trust the guy from Detroit to describe something <laughs> as San Diego esque.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just that's, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I hear you. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I
3: hear you. Sure what that would mean. Well, uh, to to your people in the Detroit
1: area. Yeah. You I Eskimos. I know. Well. <laughs> Hey, they. they <laughs> I have a lot of no responses comment. to that. I'm going to leave that alone. Yeah, I know. can see it. It's being
3: filtered via Skype. None yes, of it, it came through. Uh, yeah. all, right, all right, Newton, you were about to say.
4: Uh, this is a weird week. It. Um, I mean, th- things are good. But, like, last week was probably a 60 hour week for me. Mm. Um, really busy. Had a big event on Friday at the climbing gym. Um, like, physically taxing, mentally taxing. Like, used all my admin skills. Um but this week there's nothing. And so I went oh, from totally whiplash. full Yeah, I went from totally full mm. and every minute of my day is just jam-packed to I don't have a lot to do. And that's <laughs> it's really weird. It's it's unsettling. Uh-huh. Um But yeah, and there's a lot of there's some there's some should talk in there. I should be doing this, I should be doing that. And a lot of that is I should be working harder or I should be taking care of myself because I have no breaks in October. Yeah. Like every weekend has something going on, work or otherwise. Right. So, yeah, there, there's some there's some internal dialogue about, about what needs to be going on this week, but um, but it's good. The weather's nice. Bought a fire pit this weekend and had a fire at the house mm. inside the fire pit. Okay. Um, that's good. That's good. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's good. All, All right. right. Made some good sourdough bread. It was, you know. Nice. Yeah. yeah, with so, the fire at the house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good though.
1: So, oh uh, Porter, on yes. the left coast, what's happening with you? You you didn't brief us yet. What's up?
3: Uh, you know, I really don't remember the last week at all. I didn't <laughs> sleep much, mm-hmm. uh, and so every day I wake up thinking, I don't know what just happened yesterday. Uh, can you can you hear Caleb practicing his tin whistle he got for his, oh, his there it birthday? Is, yeah. I, I have the Hobbit song going on in the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? I think one of the highlights of my week was uh, inviting people after church Because I knew one guy likes fantasy football, likes football, so we set up a TV in the backyard around the fire pit, which course wasn't licks it was the middle of the afternoon but we just <laughs> sat around and cooked whatever food there was on the barbecues behind us nice and uh and watched a football game cool out in the yard nice. it was awesome love it man
4: put in last week's podcast episode to use hospitality
3: there we go so i think that actually spurred me on to just think yeah hey, you know what i'm i'm gonna grab some food pantry food and light up the uh the barbecues and see what comes out and yeah. see who comes over. And it was really fun. I was falling asleep halfway through cuz I was so tired, but that was fine. It's okay to fall asleep, you know, with your friends around. Sure. So, yes, last week put to use and we had a great time and I think I kind of uh I like that Sunday afternoon tradition. I don't particularly like watching football, but I like hanging out with people and I like eating. Yeah. So,
4: if football can facilitate that, so be it.
3: Exactly. Yeah. I won't hold it against football that it's on. <laughs> so that's that's all I remember of the week. I don't know beyond that. It's all just soccer and homeschool in yeah, our world.
0: Yeah. Alright, well, what do you say? We take a quick break and come back and have us a mini meeting. Let's do it.
5: Yo ho yo ho, a All
4: right, we are back on the, I practiced this in my car, Pirate Monk podcast. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yes, nice. And uh, (laughs) it is is time for a mini-meeting. We have now reached the sharing portion of our meeting. In sharing, we speak honestly out of our own experience. We tell the truth about ourselves, knowing that our brothers will listen to us in love, and we'll hold whatever we say in strictest, strictest confidence. confidence. We try to keep our comments brief, taking care to leave plenty of time for others. We address our statements to the group as a whole rather than directing them toward any one person. As a rule, we refrain from giving advice to others or instructing them during the meeting, believing that such conversations are best reserved for private moments between friends. The suggested topic today is chaos. Chaos. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that just hit me in the gun. But we, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we, are, we are not confined to that subject. Uh, you may speak about any issue that is currently commanding your attention. Uh, the floor is now open. All
0: right. I'm Nate. Hey, Nate. Hey, Nate. Hey. You know, here we are in this beautiful studio, and what strikes me about it, and you've already remarked on it, uh, Mondo, is that it's Clean and clear. It's uncluttered. Hmm. It's open. It's uh, this is not a chaotic place.
2: Yeah.
0: Which means it can be a creative place. Mm-hmm. It's easy for me to create, and I, I've noticed this. If I want to write, I cannot write when uh, my study is in disarray. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. No, I
1: feel you. Yeah. If I
0: got junk piled on my desk and there's you know Mm -hmm. so sometimes in order to create I need to go in first and clear away the chaos so I clear my head Yeah, Yeah. and I know the same thing is true for me just in my uh, I can get chaos in my head Mm -hmm. very easy for Mm -hmm. me just to become chaotic in my thinking Mm -hmm. thoughts are just churning I haven't taken the time to sit to sort out Mm-hmm. To recognize and acknowledge what I'm feeling, to, uh, to, to, to recognize the reality of God and his presence in my life mm-hmm. and his purpose in my life, to get centered on who I am and where I am. Um, and if I don't do that, uh, that, that, that is the beginning of craziness for me, which can end, uh, worst case can end in going back into addictive behavior. Mm -hmm. It's amazing to me that when I got started in early recovery, my sponsor started paying attention, uh, you know, pointing to things in my life. that I just wanted to fix the the, the addictive behavior. And he was uh, well aware of all the other chaos that was in my life. i can I can be in physical chaos. I went to the I went back to the gym this week after uh, you know a layoff of several months, where I've been working my recovery mostly between my years hmm. and have not paid attention to my to this uh, physical vehicle that God has given for my spirit. Well, that gets tough after a while. If I'm feeling uh, if I'm not taking care of myself physically, if I'm not rested, if I'm not doing what I can do in my limited capacity as a 58-year-old male to be in shape, mm-hmm. right? Now I'm pushing a rock uphill. Mm. I was astonished once again, and I've had this experience countless times, but you know, coming out of the gym on Monday morning, having expended quite a bit of energy, feeling energized mm. and strengthened, and you know, better able to tackle the weak. Mm. Uh I can become uh, chaotic financially if I begin to just stop looking at my finances and go into this imaginary world Um, and I'm not not doing physical inventory, I'm not stewarding my life and I just begin to be unconscious in that part of my life. That adds chaos, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: which drags on the rest of my life. Mm. I can become chaotic relationally uh, where I just instinctively say yes to everything. Uh, now I'm doing so much that I'm really not doing anything well and I'm not fully present anywhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm trying to be all things to all men and all women and not, uh, not being intentional uh, socially. I can become so chaotic socially that the rest of my life begins to unravel. Uh, to me, uh, so it's crazy that at this point in my life that I'm still learning how to do housekeeping. Hmm. I'm learning that you know, I, I cook a better meal in an orderly kitchen
2: hmm.
0: if I do the dishes as I go, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a better day creatively if I order my surroundings and life overall goes better. It, it's, it, I can be, in order to say yes, I have to be willing to say no to some things. So uh, I'm still in the process of learning this, and I don't know that anybody ever masters it. Hmm. I do have a few friends who I greatly admire who seem to have ordered their inner world far better than I uh, and I see the fruit of it in their lives, and I want to emulate it uh I'm still very much uh on the on the learning curve when it comes to um, uh dealing with chaos and 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 having a chaos quotient in my life that's manageable
1: i'm Nate thanks Nate thanks Nate well i'm Mondo. hey Mondo. And Mondo. And Nate just share it for me. <laughs> Uh, man gosh I could piggyback off of everything you said Uh, life has uh, shame on me because I've allowed life to get pretty chaotic for myself Um, I've ignored the fact that some relationships are chaotic and I've tried to manage the chaos Mm -hmm. and thinking that I'm being orderly because I'm organizing
2: hmm.
1: but I'm organizing ridiculous chaos The fact and the thing I didn't realize is the fact that I'm organizing doesn't change the fact that it's chaos it's still chaos hmm. and that, that snowball gets bigger and bigger the more you fool with it mm. and um, I, I've noticed it's trickled to other areas of my life over the last 30 days um, I mean, spot on what you just said. I mean, I could piggyback off all of that. I mean, um, I've al- I've allowed the chaos to come into my house. I've allowed the chaos to penetrate my mind. Man, I haven't slept, l- literally, closed my eyes since Sunday. Oh, buddy.
4: And it's Wednesday.
1: Right. I and mean, I've tried. I've closed my eyes. Yeah. Blinking. Yeah. <laughs> or. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But I haven't shut them and fallen out. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because of the chaos that I've somewhat invited in, mm-hmm. or either put myself in the middle of, trying to organize it, trying to figure it out. Yeah. Not, not utilizing the best word in the world. No. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just created this this pit. Um, Where anxiety is down there. Yeah, I'm not hungry, Mm -hmm. and it this this situation that I'm in has mirrored the darkest time of my life of six years ago, Mm -hmm. seven years ago, and it sucks. Mm. So, I mean, so my point is, guys or whoever's listening, think about the darkest time you say, man, that was 10 years ago. Well, imagine it happening right now again, mm-hmm. that feeling, mm-hmm. not the same event, but the same feeling. And, uh, so, you know, I have moments of whooping on myself, mm-hmm. shame on me for you know, allowing that, thinking I'm that powerful or convincing or that uh, awesome to where I can fix it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so right now, like I said, in the beginning of the podcast, I'm in the, in the mode of cleanup. Mm-hmm. And um, stripping some things away. Some relationships have to go. Yeah. Um, and so I'm ready to sleep, man. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and I, I, I hate it. You know? Like, this... And here's, here's what's chaotic. This is going to sound maybe funny to you guys. So all this is going on. I can't sleep. I lay on the couch, and I watch a chaotic show, Criminal Minds. <laughs> so I'm consuming consuming myself, my mind, and everything right. with just darkness, yeah, and chaos. And now I'm cr- I'm thinking crazy thoughts, yeah, and blah 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 blah. And what I want to do, and what I should have said, and what blah blah blah. blah and like just is man, yeah. Next thing you know, my wife's dressed going to work. Yeah, I thought I'd just lay down on the couch. Mm. So. That's where I am right now. That's my honesty. That's the, that, bros. That's me putting it out there. Hmm. Uh, it's pretty crappy, but use the other word. All right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> I'm, I'm Mondo. Thanks, Thanks Mondo. Mondo. Thanks, Mondo. I'm Newton. Hey, Newton. Hey, Newton. Hey, Newton.
4: Uh, it's a lot easier for me to think about simplicity than chaos. Um, to me, one is the opposite of the other. Uh, and simplicity is hard. Mm-hmm. If I'm. Recording a song. To me, the hardest thing to do is to have a good-sounding song that is really simple and clean and empty. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, when I am doing graphic design work, the hardest thing for me to do is to make a very simple, clean, unchaotic design yeah. that still communicates. Yeah. Uh, with And in both of those things, it means having to take things out, having to let things go, um having to sacrifice things and in a lot of ways communicate cleanly. Yeah. Uh, clearly the same is true for me in my life and I'm not as good at it. Mm -hmm. You know, my life is better when it's simple, when I have less in it, Mm -hmm. when I have less noise, um, when I have, um, clear communication, cleaner communication, and that's really hard for me because it forces me to sacrifice things. It forces me, just like in visual or musical endeavors, forces me to take things out yeah, and to eliminate things. Um, it forces me to, uh, yeah, to say no to things, yeah. you know, to, mm-hmm. well, to both of your points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's that's, that's really, it's really hard especially when I feel like a lot of the things that I should be pushing back are things that I have to say yes to, Mm -hmm. things that only I can do, um, which is there's probably some pride and arrogance in there a little bit. Yeah. You know? Um, But there may be some practicality there, that it's faster for me to say yes and for me to do it than to teach somebody else to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But at some point I have to learn to teach, Yeah, you know, so that I can give that, like in a professional way, I have to learn to teach so I can give that away. Or learn to say no, because if I say yes one more time, I've taken on more than I can handle. Um, so that's, that's what I think of when I think of chaos, is I'm being, I mean, like, Nate, like you said, like with this, the studio that we're in, I'm drawn to it. It's simple, it's clean, it's open, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing that I'm drawn to in music and in uh, design. Uh, but for whatever reason, I, I I throw everything I can in my life and I call it full mm-hmm. instead of just leaving the important parts and calling it complete. Wow. You know? Um, so that's that's where, where I am with chaos. I'm Newton.
0: Thanks, Newton. Thanks, Newton. Thanks, Newton. Well, I'm Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Aaron.
3: Um, Mondo, you're... Your feelings brought up a whole nother piece for what I felt when I heard chaos. Um, I am a person who thrives on chaos. Uh, When things get really bad, that's when I get good. If things are easy, then I'm prone to just be lazy and wait for it all to hit the fan, which fortunately I live in this world, so it hits the fan regularly, and so that keeps me... (laughs) motivated on a fairly regular basis. But uh, there's just that excitement when everybody's in panic mode and, and I feel very calm. And that's just fun. So chaos in my life is, is really a... Uh, it's a state of mind when I start to decide this is chaos and that becomes my excuse for quitting or it becomes my excuse for uh, bad behavior. And the relational chaos is really the part I don't enjoy. Uh, those are the times when when I have to make a choice between being loyal to a person or a situation or deciding, you know what, I, this... This relationship, whether it's a working relationship or a friendship that's causing a lot of chaos, it's okay for me to step back from that. Mm -hmm. That's the hardest part for me. So the first notion of chaos is just that battle frenzy kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, the relational chaos and making those decisions is really hard. But I think it also comes back to the word certainty when we talk to Mark Case, which has not yet been uh, aired. We talk about how the word certainty is just a state of mind. It doesn't necessarily represent anything true or factual. Right. And for me, I feel the exact same way about chaos, that the chaos is where I'm setting my mind to either be frantic and cluttered and all of that. Or I decide, no, this, this is really okay. Uh, this will be worked out in the next couple days. This will be resolved in the next week. I don't need to be in chaos. Mm. Uh, and just like certainty feels like it's an absolute truth, but it's a state of mind. For me, I think chaos goes that same way when I let my mind go to chaos. That huh. there's, there's a lot of choice in that that I make. And it's usually for my own protection. So I don't have to engage or make certain decisions. Because it's too chaotic, so I can't I can't figure it out. So, yeah, again, kind of like last week's work. It it points to a lot of subtle dishonesty in me when I'm in those moments. That's all I have to say about that.
4: Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron.
3: We are gonna come right back with a special guest who is uh, going to avoid all dark topics. So, <laughs> if chaos bummed you out... Mr. Then, Happy? Uh, don't worry, Mr. Happy's coming. Joel Osteen? We've got Mo Leverett, who just <laughs> finished another album. They just, last night, finished mixing songs and sent us three of them to, uh, to play for you. So we're going to start right now, before Mo comes on by playing... Let me see what it's called. We're going to play... All the Same by Mo Leverett off his new album which I believe is called uh, Times... These Are the Days? These Are the Days. These these Are the Days, yes. These Are the Days. So we'll be right back with Mo Leverett talking about his music and what's going on in his life on the Pirate Monk Podcast.
5: These are the
2: days
5: When things slow down in many ways they are a crown the youthful grace the ending starts when sickness prays on our
2: hearts Ooh
5: These days Are the best Done with Youthful quests And we found Our rest Ooh We've found our rest These are the days When grace abounds And autumn haze on hallowed ground Your children grow. They'll change your name. You're not your own. You'll take the blame. Ooh. These days are the best. Done with youthful quests, and we found our rest. Ooh, we found.
0: And we're back on the Pirate Monk podcast, and uh, we have a return visit from one of our very favorite guests of all time, Mr. Mo Leverett, the man whose music has become really part of our standard playlist here on the podcast. Yeah. 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 Mm
6: -hmm.
0: And uh, as I understand it, uh, welcome, Mo Leverett.
6: Hey, thank you, Nate.
0: As, and, and as I understand it, you have been uh, you're a songwriting machine anyway, but you've been churning out some more material you've got a new project coming out?
6: I do. Uh, we actually uh, just finished finished mixing down 14, 15 or so songs last night and wow. uh, I think that my producer sent sent you three hot off the griddle.
3: So, so our cool. listeners today are going to be the first people to hear this outside of your studio. That's amazing. That's, that is true.
4: This, is this our first Pirate Monk podcast exclusive? <laughs>
3: oh, that's, that's a good point, Newton. That's, that's what it is. So tell me about this album. I'm very curious because your songs have had some, some great... I, I love your Marriage songs. Those are some of my favorite songs. So what's, what's going on in this album? what's been on your heart
6: there's a lot of uh new marriage songs for sure on on this particular project but yeah the uh the title of the project is these are the days and in a culture that kind of worships youthfulness as i'm getting older i'm discovering that that uh our culture has has swallowed a lie that that the uh, the better days are ones where we're a- able to reflect back and empathize with nearly everything, and it's the time and season of the most intense grace in our lives, and and so that that's kind of what the project is about, and it, it's um, it's a um, it's it's all the songs that came out of my heart over the last year or so, and um. <clears throat> So, yeah.
0: Hey, can you recap for us? Uh, there's been a lot of change in your life, Mo, since uh, since the days of Desire Street in New Orleans. You're now in Jacksonville. Can you recap us on your life since the last time you were on the podcast?
6: Yeah, I was reflecting on that. Um, um, the last time that I, I was on the podcast, and I think this is only my second time, but the first time that I was on the podcast was a few weeks, um, before, uh, my wife decided that she was done with our marriage. And, and so right after that podcast, my life kind of took a, a downward spiral into, um, you know, a deep, dark sadness and, and, um, confusion and, and I, and so I moved um, from Tallahassee. I moved to Gainesville, Florida. I then moved to Ocala, Florida, then back to Gainesville. Uh, and then, some two years later, moved to Jacksonville. And I am now living in Jacksonville. And I, I am remarried to to Lori, a particularly beautiful and grace centered woman. And. We are serving together. Um, I'm on staff at a church in in Jacksonville called River City Church, and they have allowed me the opportunity to to continue in in uh, urban ministry and and also oversee youth and college ministries at the church. and And I'm still writing and speaking and consulting with folks in the urban ministry world as uh, opportunities present themselves and just recently went to Hong Kong, and um, and so still travel a good bit, but uh, most of my focus is in establishing some urban ministry initiatives in North Jacksonville.
3: So what what is does what is urban ministry look like in Florida? I mean, I can picture it in Los Angeles. I can picture it in some other places, um, but
0: what tell me about Florida, urban ministries. Yeah, and how is it different? Here's what I want to know. How is it different from— by uh, your experience in New Orleans.
6: Yeah. Well, New Orleans is uh, ha- has some very intense and concentrated poverty. And Jacksonville, <clears throat> and it, it, it would be hard to speak of urban ministry in Florida in general because each city is, is so unique. Miami is one one city that's unique and, and of course, Jacksonville's completely different but Jacksonville actually is the crime and murder capital of, of the state of Florida but it's very different um, in in its composition and layout as a city than than any mm-hmm. of the other cities in the state it I really don't even refer to Jacksonville as as a city but more as a collective of individual, uh, kind of a legal collective of individual townships. It's so spread out. It is the largest city in the United States geographically. Yeah. And,
4: wow. And
6: and so the Ooh, poverty really. is really distributed, unlike what I experienced in 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 New Orleans at Desire Street. Um, I, I kind of entered the, the sea. Of poverty in the upper ninth ward, and was surrounded by it at all times. And the housing project that we lived across from for those many years, um, in its heyday, housed about sixteen thousand people. And wow. and so the the uh, the the concentration of poverty was just very very dense and intense, and and it's different here in Jacksonville. And so, that's one of the major differences. And I'm trying to get my hands around what a uh, what a strategy here looks like. Mm. And despite the fact that I would would have thought of Jacksonville as a as an evangelical mecca, um, I mean, there's a there's a ton of churches here, but because of the the distribution of the city, there's not much in the way of, of kind of a, a sense of urban identity across the board. and And so the needs in North Jacksonville aren't necessarily shared or cared for by those who live in South Jacksonville or out at the beach or what mm-hmm. have you. And so raising the resources to afford... Um, serious initiatives in in the neediest areas of Jacksonville is a greater challenge than I ever would have suspected it to be. Oh yeah, yeah.
3: So how did you how did you come to the place where you thought I want to spend my life being in the parts of town that most people are afraid to drive through?
6: Um. Well, that's kind of a long story, I guess. Um, the short version is, is that God has given me that desire, and um, I mean, there are people who have grown up in similar circumstances as myself who who don't have that call, and um, but of course God used the circumstances in my life, growing up in the Deep South, going to integrated public schools, being involved in athletics and straddling the racial divide, and uh, discovering um the the legacies of 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 prejudice and racism and slavery and segregation in in my uh in my own little classrooms and um mm-hmm. the little parts of my life that and, and so uh long story short I I, uh, I felt a sense of call to to undo to untie the cords of the yoke, to to see justice um, realized, as in as much as I'm able to contribute to that here in the Deep South, in particular. But it, of course, um, I've developed quite a passion for God's kingdom advance in the world as well. Just haven't had as much opportunity to participate in that.
0: Yeah hey um I, I'm curious Mo I wonder if you can tell us how um, what role Brotherhood played for you in these past few years uh, since the divorce and that you know descent into you know the darkness of that trial uh, how did how did how did uh, how did Brotherhood play out or not play out in your life in those times
6: Oh, that's a good question, because um, there are are two sides to that story, aren't there? Isn't there? Um, uh, one is, I actually, just just prior to all of this happening, um, began a relationship with you mm-hmm. by attending a conference um, that you were speaking at, and I think I may have been um, uh, helping with worship or yeah, something. Yeah,
5: oh, you sure were, yeah. Yeah,
6: yeah. And... And so this was my first um I'd heard of the famous Nate Larkin, but I'd never met him in person and so it was it was it was quite a privilege to share the stage with him. But I remember um sitting in the far back of, of the facility that you were speaking in and leaning up against the wall, um and felt like the walls were closing in on me and God was speaking. Just to me in that room, and and it had to do with you know the uh, the tendencies towards isolation among men, and and uh, the difference between Samson and David was, uh, among other things, the fact that that David had had men in his life mm. at every at every juncture, and and I realized that. While I know a lot of people and a lot of people know me, um, I didn't have any real deep relationships with men that were authentic and real and um, honest and yeah. and safe. Yeah. Because I was I was involved in kind of frontline ministry and was gaining in some undeserved notoriety about it, um, but there was no safe place really to run to. With regard to my my brokenness and my need, and and so I clammed up and 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 played the part, and so your talk really penetrated and hit home, and and I made an effort to come and see you in in uh, Tennessee, and I was ex- extremely helpful, and then then I remember calling you um, a few days later, letting you know that my wife had decided to leave me,
2: mm.
6: and yeah, things began to spiral downward, and um, I had been involved in some recovery groups previously, but the focus of those recovery groups was um, the addiction and um, anonymity, Mm -hmm. Um, and what I discovered in Samson was while we talked about all those things, it was more about walking with each other as brothers. Um, and 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 I'll I'll just say that without going into too much detail because we're to hold all things confidential right Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I had some brothers who um, just a growing number of brothers who I was able to walk with and they were able to walk with me and um, in each place that I've been in I've had that opportunity and, and privilege to have Brothers who genuinely love me and know everything about me, yeah, and and so it has been a lifesaver. I mean, a genuine lifesaver, and um, it, it has restored my my faith in and helped me to see the gospel afresh in ways that I hadn't understood previously. And so, yeah, brotherhood has become a a huge theme in my life, and and actually. Um, on this next CD project, there's a song that I wrote and dedicated to the Samson Society for that very reason.
3: Does it happen to be called My Brother? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
6: yeah, that's the one. Genius, well, should Aaron.
2: We,
3: should we, uh, you know, I was taking a shot in the dark. with the <laughs> <sound>. uh, <laughs> so Inductive reasoning has always been a strength of mine. Uh, do you want to tell us a little about that song and then we'll play it and we'll come back and chat some more? Tell us about My Brother.
6: Well, um, <clears throat> I think all the things that i just said are probably a pretty good um, introduction to it. Um, but yeah, it. it I think it actually Mondo and I have done two projects together and he has become a dear friend and a brother. And mm-hmm. at some point, I don't remember when it was, it's been quite a while, but he made a comment about songs for Samson, and and, um, and it, it, it registered with me and was lodged in the back of my head. And, and one, late one evening on my back porch, the song came to me, and uh, yeah, that's, that's as much of an introduction as uh, I think right. that you might need.
3: All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time, let's take a listen to Mo Leverett singing My Brother.
5: I reach out to my brother I will take his outstretched hand If I'm to travel much further In a dark and dreary land I will need to recover my strength I reach out to my brother with the death trap on my road. He's Bell my head little, Throws himself on the bomb When I implode Chords of three strings
2: I'm the ship in his heart
0: That that was just, that was amazing. I'm sure it was. Uh, how are we going to do that? I can't fake that. I haven't heard this song.
3: So, yeah. Friends in the listening world, uh, you will probably hear this song before Nate does. And so here is Nate faking for all of you that he's just heard the song. There you go. Now there's honesty in this, Nate.
0: Go ahead. Okay. Man. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Actually, um, Nate, I did send you a version of this song without the bridge some time ago, so you've heard parts of it.
0: Okay, that must have gone into memory test. yeah. Memory test. It's gone into that sieve formerly known as my memory.
6: Well, uh, no, I,
3: I was really amazed how you had that flute solo thrown in. That was unexpected. Um, <laughs> don't hear a lot of flutes coming out of Florida these days. So
6: yeah, actually, that that must have been static.
3: All right, again shooting in the dark again.
6: Actually, uh, yeah, Mondo has has added flute to some of my projects, but I think he might be the only producer who has.
1: Well, I'm I'm honored.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, the audience is just. Decided whether or not they want to produce their next album with Mondo (laughs) Grande. Exactly.
4: (laughs) I love flute.
1: Mondo. Everybody's thinking of Ron Burgundy right now. (laughs) Exactly.
3: Right. Hey, we have a we have a question from a listener on the Facebook page, uh, which I love that we're getting a little interaction on the Facebook page. Mm -hmm. For those of you that are not on, go to Facebook.com/slash/PirateMonkRadio. Uh, like it, and you can give us questions for our guests. But the questions, there's two questions here for you, Mo. The first is, who are your favorite artists to listen to? Hmm. And two, was there ever a time in your ministry when you lost hope? Hmm.
6: Uh, Well, the uh, answer to the first question is, honestly, I don't have much time to listen to music and but when I do, I typically listen to um, a variety of of people like Bruce Coburn, who is a um, kind of a folk artist out of Canada, um, very famous there, not as well known here, but a great lyricist. Um, From that side of the the continuum to say Louis Armstrong or in between, like Earth, Wind and Fire or or the Commodores or or uh but I, I go back and forth between <clears throat> the music of of my my growing up years in the seventies and eighties and such. But um I'd say the most um the person that I most listen to would be Bruce Coburn. Mm. along with guys like Bob Dylan and others but mm. but yeah Oh and there so, was another question the second yes. question was
3: has there ever been a time in your ministry yeah that you've lost hope
6: um well that's a uh that's a, a rather broad question um um th- there have been times of deep level discouragement um and lost hope, if, if what they mean is lost hope in God. I can't say that I remember a time where I ever entirely lost hope, but there were times where I, I genuinely cried out to him and wondered where he was and, and questioned whether or not anything that I was doing was of any any value whatsoever. And so, yeah. And it was those times, I'd, I'd say, that where I most needed brothers. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, uh, I'd, I'd say I've been through some very dark paths. Um, and you know, some of the examples of that, particularly in urban ministry, are, you know, kids that you've invested yourself into that you have great hopes and aspirations for them to see their lives. Um, taken from them by the violence of city streets and such, and then be asked to officiate the funeral That um, yeah. it, it just, it, you know, it's not just a a loss of words um, in that context, but yeah, uh, you struggle to find hope. Um, but, you know, those are some of the th- kinds of things that, that we dealt with, but... Of course, Hurricane Katrina coming and wiping out everything that I had accomplished, wiping out not just our ministry, but the neighborhood that I'd given my life to, mm-hmm. um, losing mm-hmm. everything that I owned, only having the clothes on our backs and and what was left of our vision. Um, that was a time of, of real, real darkness for me. Um, but I'd say probably the time of, of greatest uh, uh, greatest darkness was when the wife, who I loved very deeply, who knew me the best, decided she wanted to live with me the least. And hmm. that, that became the darkest moment of my life. Yeah.
0: And I'm so uh, glad, Mo, that you were not entirely alone in that moment that you... You know, some guys. You know, when that happens, they just uh, they just pull in, they isolate, they you know hide away from the world, and just tunnel away, and uh, and that's when some very destructive things can happen. Mm-hmm. They even fatal. They can become fatal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm grateful at that moment that while certainly there were times of tremendous loneliness. You made courageous choices uh, to connect with other people, and you did it consistently, no matter where you were living. And uh, and 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 I do believe that your willingness to share the darkness and the pain and the, the fear and the frustration and all of that with other people was. I know that that was a great gift to the brothers who were walking with you at that time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's easy for us to give away. You know what you know. Our optimistic feelings, or you know, to share success. But sometimes the most helpful thing I can give a brother Mm is to is to let him let him share my pain because he's got he's got pain of his own. Mm -hmm. He's had some. He'll have more in the future. Mm -hmm. And my willingness to share mine actually is a tremendous gift. And you have continued to share yourself, Mo. You've lived openly. And, and shared your heart and shared your life with other men, uh, you didn't retreat into isolation mm-hmm. when uh, things felt, fell apart. And as a result, your ministry has continued throughout these years.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been interesting, um, Nate, that I certainly have a, a contingent of people who are weary of my sad songs and they're wanting... <laughs> um, to see you know, where is the glimmer of hope and yeah. all that and I think it's all woven in there but but at the same time I I I have continued to write out of uh, uh struggles and, and the losses and yeah the hardships and failures and and to see God's hand in it. Yeah. All. And and um <clears throat> and so so I've continued to write in, in, in that way. And it's just probably another reason why I don't particularly fit into the evangelical world in which we swim, but um, <laughs> yeah yeah so. uh, but yeah if, if there's if if there's someone who is heartbroken i i I do think that that those songs have the potential of being a solace and comfort to them um th- that there's there's a lot of pain and and a lot of wrestling with, with my with my relationship with God and all of that. Yeah.
4: So, yeah, so so, yeah Towns- thank you
6: for those comments.
4: Town- Towns Van Zant um, once said that there's two kinds of songs: there's the blues and there's zippity doo dah. And he didn't play. And he doesn't play zippity doo dah.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: yeah. And and I think that today, at least in Western, I'll just call it American culture, there's two kinds of the gospel. There's the real kind, and there's zippity doo dah. Yeah, and preach it. And what and what I hear? Wow, Newton. What I I I get pissed off about it. <laughs> um, so but Mo, what I hear you saying is real gospel. Like God is there when things didn't go well. God is there when things get dark, and you weren't alone. You weren't. Um, you weren't any less of a Christian. You weren't shown any less favor by God, and that stands in stark contrast to the zippity doo dah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Clean words, BS. Um. So, how how is so, that received? Like when when you talk about what I call would think of as a real gospel and a real a real walk. Like how how does that how does that go for you? How does that rub work out for you? I mean, it sounds like. The evangelical circle doesn't really think that that's not a lot of cool. radio play.
0: Not deemed safe right. for the whole family. Right. Yeah.
6: <laughs>
4: yeah. Oh, right.
0: My
6: yeah. Well, I love that summary. I'm I I'm, I'm going to quote you many many <laughs> times. I think in the future that's right. that's a really great, um, uh, great analysis on. But yeah, um, I think. <clears throat> um. Uh, my experience has has been to walk in, in 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 you know along that divide of where where the gospel is is really penetrating in a in in a significant way in the lives of people whose lives are broken and but when but when uh, when my life became apparently broken it's always been broken. Huh. There are those who have have reacted with. Um, Surprise, shock, and and disdain and condescension, and then and then there are those who raise their hand and say, "Brother, me too," mm-hmm. and I'll walk with you. And I'll tell you, I'll take one of those over a million of the other, yeah. any day of the week, yeah. Now that's... that that makes for smaller concerts, um,
2: right.
6: and such, but right. but I'd I'd rather uh, I'd rather play to guys and ladies who who want the
3: real thing and smaller audiences full of better listeners.
6: Oh, I'd, I'd take better listeners. any day. Yeah. yeah. I'm
0: with you. And I don't even sing. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we're thankful for smaller
3: audiences on that note as well. Yeah. So you let's, we got to wrap it up. We're running out of time. What is your greatest hope for what's coming up next in the Mo Leverett world?
6: Well, um, the the biggest hope, the greatest hope of what's happening presently, I, I'm just thankful to be in a context and to be somewhere where I'm entrusted with the opportunity to continue in ministry. And I, I'm working in the lives of young people, which honestly, I'm I'm approaching fifty years old now, and I I thought that my days in youth ministry were behind me, and I was going to play larger. Macro-oriented roles of oversight and management, and movement leadership, and these kinds of things, and teaching and consulting others, and uh, mobilizing others, and and he's planted me in a in a church that's that is um, deeply grace-centered, and and planted me in in the lives of of young people, and. Um, i didn't expect this um, I, it caught me by surprise but he has lit my heart up um, to be again affecting the lives of young people and i'm just as happy as i've been in many many years in in this with this assignment um, it's not it, it's not the one that feeds the ego so much you know it's not a big title it's not something that um, um i've I've even aspired to, but God has placed me where he wants me and and I'm happy to serve him in small ways or in significant ways by simply um, by simply loving young people and and pointing them to to the grace that I've discovered in him and so that's i i, I the the song um these are the days. Talks about that. That um, uh, that that I'm kind of beyond my youthful quests. I'm just simply content to to uh, to be at rest in Him and to carry whatever load and take on any assignment that He happens to presently give me. And that's a a, a place of serenity. I think. Been elusive to me in my youthful years.
3: Mm. Hmm. Well, I think we should wrap up this segment, which is called Your Best Life Now Happens to Be a Dark Place, <laughs> with the song These Are the Days. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mo, thanks for hanging out with us and giving us the update.
4: Thanks, Mo. Uh, it's an honor.
0: Brother, it's great talking to you. And, yeah. and, hey, our love to Lori. What a great lady God gave you. Our our, yeah. our love to the good folks at River City Church, another just a fantastic church. And uh, look forward to seeing you again in person shortly. I hope we get to run t- into each other before too much time.
6: Yes, yeah, sooner rather than later. And Lori uh, is sitting across from me and smiling. So. Oh, good.
0: All right. Well, goodbye to both of you. Thanks. Uh, Thanks for joining us. So good to talk to you, Mo Lever. We'll be back in just a minute here on the Pirate Monk Podcast.
5: May the longest arms defend you, and the strongest charms befriend you. All the same, all the same, may a peaceful light attend you, and the darkest night amend you. All the same, all the same, may the heavens always send you righteous fame. May the thunder and the lightning be your name May this sacrifice appease you May these sacred spices please you All the same All the same May my countenance remind you to put your weaknesses behind you All the same, all the same May the masses always cast me in the blame And the thunder and the lightning royal dress complete you all the same, all the same, may your righteousness command you, and sweet benediction send you, all the same, all the same, may the sacraments conceal your vilest shame, and the thunder and the lightning.
3: Welcome back once again. Hope you enjoyed uh, that third song in your exclusive uh, Mo Leverett uh, <laughs> listening opportunity. How was that? <laughs> uh, you can you can catch up with Mo on his Facebook page. That's one of the best ways. He says you can get in touch with them, shoot him a note, uh, be watching. They still have to master this album, but they're done mixing it. It should be up on iTunes in the not too distant future. And I'm sure if you uh, follow Mo on Facebook he will uh, keep you posted on that yeah we also want to hear from you on Facebook so shoot us a note uh, we'll let you know who some upcoming guests are so Nate where can people send us an old school non Facebook message through email
0: well they can send us uh, they can send us a note at samsonpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. That's S-A-M-S-O-N, no P in it. A lot of people want to put a P in Samson. Like Ralph no Samson, yes. basketball player. Uh-huh, yes. Samsonpodcast at gmail.com or PirateMonkRadio at gmail.com. We, uh, we checked both mailboxes. We'd love to hear from you.
4: Yeah, and there's crickets at the Twitter feed right now, but if you want to send us stuff at Twitter, it's at Pirate Monk Radio. Just cobwebs and crickets and spiders. and. Okay,
0: yeah. all right. So tweet if you want to. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. if you're one of
4: the three people that apparently tweet. Okay.
0: (laughs) 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 All right. Well, it looks like another episode of the podcast is coming to a close. It's been nice visiting. Glad we got to reconnect with our good friend, Mo. Yeah. So until next week, and by the way, thanks to the efforts of our fine producer, Leanna Newby, we are getting back on a weekly schedule. Yes. Yeah. Very nice. Oh, baby. We're lining up guests. It's going to be terrific. Uh, so we will see you next week on the Pirate Monk Podcast. Until then, I'm Nate. i Newton. Art.
2: Ar- ar- <laughs> ar- <laughs>